Hey guys, my name is Jen. Welcome back to What's Up Grimes. I'm sitting here as usual with MK. Hey, MK. Hello. And guys, we are back with Lance Victor Moore. Lance is a San Francisco-based mask artist, face jewelry creator, and avant-garde designer who was last with us in early October. We asked Lance to return to the show after seeing a recent post to his Instagram page regarding ensuring artists are given proper credit for their work. Lance, welcome back. Tell us what's going on recently. Hi, guys. How are you? Um, Glad to be back again. Um, It was really nice talking with you the last time. I've always been someone who's advocated that I don't think that it takes a lot of effort from all parties of any creative endeavor to give proper credit to people, but to also be gracious about that. You know, as an artist who does everything on their own, I have no atelier, I have no staff. I I do everything from beginning to end, which is design it, source the materials, create it, refine it, ship it make sure I get paid for it, all these sorts of things. When I'm involved with anybody in a creative or artistic way, the least I expect is the things that we've agreed to, whether in writing or orally, are are held up. Because I have a pretty clear way of addressing things. I think anyone who's ever read or seen any interviews with me will know that I'm a pretty direct person, whether it's talking about my family or talking about my experiences. And... I appreciate that in anyone I'm collaborating with. If you're not comfortable giving a certain amount of credit for something because you feel like it will take away from your aesthetic or it'll take away from your accomplishment, then those are things we should discuss beforehand. But when you get the general of, oh, it'll be great, it will all get credit, it'll all be fabulous, don't worry about those things, then that doesn't happen. And then as an artist, I have to say, hey, you're not living up to your end, even though I showed up with the goods, that can be mentally and physically exhausting because you shouldn't have to chase down the most basic thing, which is credits for your work. With the Iris Van Herpen stuff specifically, my work was on her runway with her this year in July in Paris Fashion Week, Couture Week, and I designed multiple pieces for her, three pieces that were used, but I did design concepts for upwards of 30 pieces many of which they really liked and we talked about using possibly for something in the future and when the work came out there was just a lot of issues with crediting my name being misspelled where it was credited or things not being credited until days or weeks later after things were posted on instagram of which i brought up to them you might as well not credit at that point people check an instagram post within the first four or five hours not the first five or six days and i was clear i was like and you know this you have social media people who know this So adding my credit retroactively so that you can cover your ass later does not suffice, is not okay. And since I was not paid, given no budget to work with, the least I can do is expect that. If I had been a paid person who, hey, I'm a journeyman and this is, I'm creating these works for you and you own these, I've been paid. At that point, you make the decision on what you want to do. My payment was my credit. And even that was not being done in a clear way. Of course, now... If you go on Iris's Instagram and stuff, if you see a picture with my mask, it'll say at the very bottom, mask by Lance Victor Moore. But Mm -hmm. even in that, you have to understand this was not something that just happened quickly. I worked with her team for three months working on these things. With Iris herself, with her team, with all these people, I'm sending them tons of drawing and sketches, sending them prototype pieces that I worked on, all this stuff to get exactly the in-between of what she wanted and what I wanted. And I was very clear with them too. I'm happy to create these pieces for your show, but my aesthetic, my vision must be in these. I am not part of your atelier. 
I am an artist of my own. And they respected this, or at least they said they did. Oh, that's what we want. We want your vision. We want your artistry. We want your vision. Great. But as it turned out, being able to share that didn't seem like it was high on their priority list. Go check out any interview about that past show with her. She mentions many other artists who worked in that show. Casey Curran, Philip Beasley, a whole bunch of other people. The only person she doesn't mention is me, who, by the way, was the person who was involved one way or another with every single thing that was on her model's heads. Because here's something that a lot of people don't know. So I did the masks, which everyone knows. But if you look at the show, she has these mohawks. They're clear, transparent mohawks. And she also has these clowns. I sculpted the bases for all of those by hand, by her request, because they texted me and asked, hey, we have this idea. We want like these sort of clear shapes that we can put hair over, but we don't really know. And they sent me a picture of literally a clear bowl on some model's head with some hair draped over it going, this kind of idea, but obviously more refined. And I said, well, I could do a mohawk. I could do a crown. That sounds great. Can you send us some sketches? Which I did. We love these. Could you come in and help us with it? I came into the atelier. I sculpted them by hand so that we can make the clear molds from them. And then her hairstylist draped the hair over and all. But the shapes, the crown shape, the mohawk, those were designed and created by me. Yet I never got one credit for it in any way on her on her Instagram. And her And her answer to me was, we can't give everybody credit. That's fine. Don't give everybody credit. But I'm not everybody. I'm the person who literally created the scaffolding and the shape that your hairstylist put hair on. You would have had a bowl otherwise. I never asked to have full credit for the construction. It was co-credit. It should have been hair designed by her hairstylist, her team, and Lance Victor Moore. But I was never involved. So if you look at her show, it's not just masks that I did, which are automatically mine. But every single model, one way or another, is wearing something that my hand was involved in. And I never got credit for those things. There were people coming to defend me when this all came out on her page, basically saying, credit Lance Victor Moore, how dare you? And she sent out personal texts to these people saying, well, Lance can't expect to get uh, get credited for everything. And if we gave credit to everybody who ever touched anything in our atelier, we'd never have any room for da da da. I'm like, I didn't ask for full credits of anything. I asked to be included in credits of things that I was involved in, which I did not get paid for. Again, it's if I were paid for these things, I understand. You make the terms. I wasn't. You asked me to come to your atelier and build these things for you. And I did. I stopped my vacation in Amsterdam to come into your atelier and work for two days sculpting pieces. Though you had something to make a mold from. Not easy work in that quick. And I mean, I sanded these things. I made them as smooth as glass so that when we did the sculpts, they'd be smooth. Everything. Designed the bits and all this stuff. So that was hard because it's, you know, people don't understand that part of it. It wasn't just that I made these masks. Every single model, if you're looking at their headpiece, I was involved in one way or another and didn't get credit for it. And that sucks. It's so easy to simply say, thank you to so-and-so for helping with blah, blah, blah. It takes two seconds and it costs nothing. And it doesn't take away from your show, Iris. And it doesn't take away from anybody else's. So that's the part that's hard, you know, because when I've, Worked with other people, I always make sure I'm like, hey, so-and-so helped me with this. This is my collaborator. Even on my most recent video, I made sure to shout out the people who helped me cut my metal pieces, which I didn't have to do because I paid them. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have to give them credit. I paid for a service, but I felt they needed it because they were good and they were kind and they helped me. It doesn't take effort. I haven't been able to actually vocally talk about it to anybody. 
And we were thrilled and honored that when we reached out to ask about it, you said you were willing to come on. My first question for you, Lance, is about how common of an issue this is. So, for example, for those that are familiar with Nusi Aquero, who is a controversial subject right now, before everything came out with his controversy, he was talking about how he hadn't been paid for some pieces that he had sent to Beyonce. Is this a common issue for artists to experience? The short and unfortunate answer is yes, it's the majority of what most artists will come up against, especially if they're not someone who is, first of all, aware of the way that this industry works and what the pecking order supposedly is. Um, I say supposedly because the reality is, is that the majority of these stylists and people who work in this industry, they come to people like myself or Newsy or other artists and come at it from a point of extreme power and they're doing you a favor, which in a lot of ways they are. It's great exposure and it's great to have your stuff you know, shown or, or, or seen. But the reality is, is without people like us, the emperor has no clothes. If you had the ability to have a mask like something I create or a corset or bra piece like something the Newsy creates, and that was something that was easily and available to you at all times of the day, you wouldn't have to contact us usually five or six days before you need it to get the piece. So there needs to be a reckoning on how people in this industry, specifically stylists, view themselves and view the people whose work they take. Because if you simply see us as someone who's providing you with material, that takes away a great amount of what it is we are, which are artists and artisans. To be very specific, without getting too specific, there are quite a lot of stylists in this industries, specifically Los Angeles, who, once again, will take full credit for a shoot and all the clothing by simply putting styled by so-and-so and not give the credit to all the things that were styled. And being a stylist does not make you a designer. There are some stylists who are designers and there are some designers who are stylists, but those two are not automatically commingled or co-married. And that is a part for me, certainly as I've grown in this industry and had more opportunities and have had more inquiries that I'm very clear about, which is making sure that there will be a credit for my work, whether it's in print or on social media or in video or in any kind of behind the scenes work. I'm not going to go into specifics too much because I just I, I don't, even though to be very clear, I did not sign an NDA, but I'm still trying to play nice. The Beyonce video in particular, or Beyonce in particular, I should say. I've never had any interactions with Beyonce herself, so I have nothing to say against Beyonce, just being clear. But her team and people in her stylists and stuff, I was approached to be involved with some visuals for something that she was working on recently. And I don't want to, again, go into too much specifics. Long story short, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, the best piece of advice I can give any artist if you're loaning out your work to any brand, stylist, celebrity, when you have sent your work, A, make sure you keep track of where it is at all times. But more importantly, once they receive it, whether it is with the stylist themselves, the production manager, the person who is on set, who's in charge of a wardrobe, whomever it is you have as a contact, first thing you should constantly make is have you received the work and did the work arrive intact and undamaged? And make sure whoever it is confirms this to you if they're unwilling to confirm it if they can't if they're like oh we haven't checked yet tell them i need you to do this i need verification that my work arrived safe and sound there is a reason for this do not feel bad for doing this 
The reason for doing it is because if they send you back your work and it is somehow damaged or broken or unusable, you now have a paper trail or receipts, as the kids like to say, of the person in charge you were close to who said everything arrived fine. Because, and I won't go into specifics whether it was Beyonce's team or not, but let's just say it could be, it could not be, it could be any other person, but I have received my work back after getting these confirmations and I've had things come back damaged. And when I brought up the fact of, hey, I received something back and it was broken, it was destroyed, it was chipped, it was bent. When you get the reaction of, oh, we received it like that, which is what they will tell you because they don't want to pay you for your work. That is when you can show them what they wrote to you the last time and say, well, that's unfortunate for you, but here it is when I asked and you said that everything arrived fine and safe. Therefore, you will be paying me for my work, which is damaged since I have confirmation that you told me that you received it and it was fine. That is going to be your only real recourse in this industry. Who in this industry has money or time to go to court to try and get something from small claims? But if you've got the receipts and you've got something that literally says you told me you received it and it was fine and I have now received it and it's broken, the onus is on them to pay you for your work. Most stylists have enough common sense to know, hey, paying you for your work that's broken is a lot less of a hassle than having you come out publicly and say, here's a confirmation email that I got saying they received my work. Here's a picture of my work that I received back. And here's them telling me to go kick rocks. Because no stylist wants to have to deal with that. And to a certain degree, no fashion designer should want to have to do that. Someone like Iris Van Herpen, where I've recently had to put out things very clearly and publicly, talking about how I felt I got treated by this. All could have been easily avoided if things that we had agreed to had been lived up to from their end. Because to be very clear, I not only lived up to my obligations and everything we agreed to, but I came prepared when I went and hand-delivered my work to them in Amsterdam, which by the way, again, I was never compensated for in any way. They never even paid for a cab ride from the hotel straight to their atelier. That's how much I didn't make on anything. Paid for every single thing that you saw, cleaned out my bank account and my savings for it. But when we arrived, I arrived not only with the pieces, but with a suitcase full of tools ready to change or switch up anything that you wanted. I wanted to be ready if she said, hey, I want you to cut this off or bend this, that I could. And I was told by her and her team that my work was perfect and they didn't need to change anything. And that's why everything showed up. So there was certainly no issue on my end of not fulfilling my end of the bargain, which is why this was so devastating to me as a personal person, because if I had showed up with work she was unhappy with, I can understand them going, well, we're not going to promote this. We have no interest. But the fact that my work for all intents, and if you look at any articles out there, almost all of them use one of two images of my mask to promote this last show. They were obviously a seminal part of the show. So to not have that brought up as being important in any of her interviews and anything that she talks about in any real way has been, as a as an artist, really devastating. I don't know if you guys looked at my Instagram today and what I posted just recently. Um, I felt the need to protect myself going forward, which I did. And I'll be doing also tomorrow and the next day. I'm going to be posting a total of about 12 or 13 of my concepts that I had done for Iris and her team many of which they found great interest in, many of which we almost went into producing for this last show, of which I was told, we'll hold this off for something else, we really like it, but 
you know, the, her last show was only 16 pieces. And so we decided, you know, three pieces broken up was a good bump in that. But obviously I'm not going to be having that collaboration in the future. What I will say is, and again, I'm not going to get specific. People can read in what they want. It is common for designers to come to a, another designer with pictures or references or artwork from things that they have scoured from the internet or from other artists who have told them, I don't want to work with you, but they still like that artist's work or they still like that artist's concept and say, hey, do you think you could create something similar to this? Or I'd like to use this as a jumping off point, all of which is very insincere when an artist who you've already contacted has told you, I don't want to work with you. So you take their work and take it to someone else to see if they'll make a facsimile. And I've mm. had that happen to me quite often where people have presented me with work like, hey, I really like this silhouette in this shape. Do you think you could create something like this? And my answer to them is, I absolutely could create it. However, you should probably contact the person whose photo you're presenting to me because obviously they can create it too. And I am not in the business of blatantly trying to copy other people's work. That being said, every artist finds influence from other people. That's fine. But that is different than saying, make me this thing, but change it just enough so I can't get sued. Hmm. And what's not going to happen with anyone going forward with my work is people getting free design work out of me and then having someone else make a slightly altered version of it or their ateliers make a slightly altered version of it or their team or whatever and change it just enough where I not only don't get paid, but also don't get any credit for it. So I felt the need to put out a lot of the work that I designed so that should any of these things or any of their elements or any of their visual language show up in the very soon to be coming up Paris Couture Week or any of those fashion events down the road that I've got some provenance of saying, this is when I posted it, here's a timestamp, here's a date, and people can cross-reference that and feel free to decide who had the idea first, and if it makes sense that anything might have been usurped. And it's unfortunate that I have to do that because, you know, it opens me up to the fact of other people seeing my work, their concepts and copying it. And I don't, you know, what are you going to do? But to me, it was an important thing to make it clear that this work was work that I did, work that they appreciated, work I did not get paid for. And therefore, I don't have to keep this work private. If I had been paid for this design work, that would be different. And that's something for everyone to listen to, too, is if you are paid for design work, and there is a contract, no, you cannot post your work unless you get the okay from whoever paid you. And you shouldn't, by the way, because they have paid you for a service. That is not the case with me and Iris. And therefore, I have full autonomy and will be very clear about what I did and didn't design since I'm fighting an upward battle. And I wish someplace like Diet Prada would take the time to maybe not try and pull down smaller artists sometimes like they do because of personal politics, but would maybe stick to what they say their original mission statement was, which was to uplift smaller artists in the fashion industry and to hold larger designers accountable. And I've reached out to them and other people have reached out on my part and I haven't heard anything back. So it's at this point me just putting the work out there and hoping that enough people see it to at least have some sort of baseline of provenance for stuff. You have to protect your your own design work because even if it's not physically made, the idea is still yours unless it's been purchased by somebody else. And it can be scary when something goes off the rails like it did for me and Iris to go, well, shit, I mean, she's got a lot more 
money and ability to produce things than I do, a bigger team to do these things. And the only recourse I have is to at least get my ideas out there before she gets anything physical out there so that people can make up their own minds on what they think the logical conclusion would be of how that might have proceeded. I have faith that people have enough common sense to, you know, connect dots. We very much admire how vocal and passionate you are about protecting your brand. Have you always been this business savvy? I know you No, (laughs) not at all. I've learned, unfortunately, from putting my feet to the flames and and to be clear so that people don't think I'm coming at this as only like this industry sucks and da, da. there are lots of great experiences I have had, which is what makes the ones that aren't so much more tangible. Mm-hmm. You know, my experience, and again, I don't think that they'll have any problem if we say this, my experience with Lady Gaga and her team, specifically Marta Del Rio and uh, Nikolai Formichetti, was excellent and they were wonderful and they treated people with respect and their work with respect and paid for the work. And they sent me emails and things literally telling me, you do not need to worry about your credits. We have already made sure that Condé Nast and Vogue and Women's Wear Daily and Harper's, they all know you made these things. We've made sure that the news outlets, if they need to post something on us and wanna know about it, know who created these things. And this is why everyone knows I made those things because their team gave a shit about an artist at that time who had no cachet you know i had no one knew who i was at that point and they made it clear because my view on it was when i started oh i'm gonna have to chase this and that's gonna be my responsibility and i honestly expected like look it's gonna end up on lady gaga and i'm gonna have to make sure people know i made it and that's fine i can't expect her or her team to care about this little artist down the street but they did and they paid me for my work and they took the time to give me the time to create the work. They provided me with behind the scenes things and and media and all the things that you shouldn't have to ask for as an artist. The only thing I needed to do was not talk about anything until it came out, which was pretty easy to do when that's all you have to do. And and the same thing with Grimes. I, you know, We talked about this the last time, but Grimes team and Grimes experience was great and that was fulfilling and they paid for me to fly out there to hand deliver the pieces and I was on set all day and everyone was kind and generous and that's how this industry not only should be but obviously can be that's the thing when you hear from people who work in the industry it's like well I don't have time for that or I can't or don't you understand how this industry works yes I do understand how this industry works and I've seen it work really well and really good where everybody is respected and everybody gets their moment to shine and nobody feels that by allowing someone else to have a moment that takes away from their moment and then you are in places where it doesn't matter what amount of work you do someone allowing you to have your moment to have recognition somehow they feel it takes away their shine and that is very bizarre and not something that i'm interested in going down that pathway again so i'm much more judicious now i I don't want to go into any specific specifics but i was asked by a couple different people to show again for this Couture Fashion Week coming up. I'm not going to be, at least not as yet, unless there's something last minute comes up, because those particular inquiries did not meet a set of criteria that was very reasonable for my end, which was like being able to post my work on social media and being paid, even if not for the work, at least for the materials for the work and sort of things. And the overall thing being, well, don't you know though, you'll be shown and. Paris Fashion Week and it'll be amazing and exposure. 
great, write it down for me that you will give me a certain amount of exposure, that I can expect to get a certain amount of media, that I can expect to get behind the scenes photos and video and all these things, write it down and let's agree to it. Here's something, anybody listening, listen to this if you take away this as advice. Anyone who tells you something and says, I will do this, 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 and this for you. If they are unwilling to put this, 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 and this in writing, the same way that they want you to put things in writing or to sign a non-disclosure, if they're unwilling to literally tell you, I will give you a certain amount of credit, I will make sure that any posts where you are posted on Instagram or, or any other social media that you are tagged, I will make sure that you get behind the scenes photos and media in a timely manner that is shared with you the same way that everybody else gets it. If they're not willing to say these things in writing, but they say it to you orally, those things will never happen. And if they really do believe that they will do these things, there is no reason they would not be willing to write it down because that doesn't change what their intent was. If their intent was to always get you these things, there's no reason why they are, should not be willing to write it down. If they're not willing to write it down, that should be a red flag to you to say, I'm not gonna get shit out of this when it's all done. And again, it can be hard when it's a big opportunity or a big designer or a big star or somebody you wanna work with. They want from you a lot, but they won't give you the same assurances that they want you to give them because there's a power dynamic or they're a bigger name or they believe they're bringing you something that you can't bring them. And this is where it's hard for a lot of artists, but where you need to step back and remind yourself that in the majority, and there have been times where I've reached out to someone saying, hey, I'd love to work with you if you'd like to work with me, blah, blah, blah. But the majority of this industry, the stylists, the creatives, they reach out to us. That is your power. That there is your power to say, to be reminded, you contacted me. I didn't seek you out for this opportunity. So you can take yourself off the high horse of, well, but we're offering you so much. You came to me with something you want, I'm happy to provide it, but you need to be providing what I need, which is not that much, which is pretty basic. And if you're unwilling to put that in writing, I suggest you find someone else who has the same abilities and, and creativity that I have. And God bless, go do it. Speaking of protecting yourself, Lance, you know, we've talked about ways to protect yourself with getting the credit that you deserve and protecting your work product. What advice would you give to protect yourself even when you're one-on-one -on -one with a client, for example? What, what's a good scope of practice for that? So, and again, I'm not going to get into too much specifics. We talked about the Newsy Quero thing. And my view on it is this, whatever the dynamic of the people in the room and their gender identity and how many of any particular ratio is in a room. There should never just be two people in a room. That is where things can get very, they said, they said. To protect everyone in any situation, there should always be people from all sides of all teams in the room so that things can be comfortable for everybody, so that everyone can be taken care of, so that there are any issues that come up, they can be addressed quickly and everyone can be on the same page so that it doesn't become something where people go, well, I didn't feel I had anyone to talk to about this, or I couldn't bring up this subject, or I was uncomfortable, which certainly happens. But there should be someone that you can talk to who is uncomfortable. But I also believe this. I try to remind myself of this when I'm on sets, and I would like to think people who've worked with me in general will know this. I check in on any models that I'm working with on a shoot or anything, 
male, female, non-binary, anyone in between, to make sure that anything I'm putting on them, anything that they're wearing, anything that they're not wearing, that they're comfortable, that they're okay. Because in general, most people will say, yeah, I'm fine, thank you for checking in. There have been a couple of times where someone's like, well, I, mean, I don't know how I feel about this, but I'm happy to do it. I'm like, if you don't know how you feel about it, then you do know how you feel about it, which is that you're uncomfortable. And there are other things we can do to get the shot or the video or the picture or the image without you feeling uncomfortable. So if you're not okay 100% with what we're doing, we will do something else. Giving people the opportunity to tell you that as opposed to going, they didn't say anything, so they must be fine. That is not a good excuse, unfortunately. And it's also not something that I think, again, it depends on who you're working with. I think if you're working with a really high known model, like, I don't know, Winnie Harlow or something, Winnie Harlow is not going to put on anything she's not comfortable in. And she's going to tell you, I'm not wearing that, or I don't like that, or don't touch me. And that's fine. I'm not saying that she will always say that. And again, you should even check in on Winnie Harlow before people go like, well, what, you don't think you should check it? You should check it on Winnie Harlow too. My point being is that she is a very vocal, strong person who I don't think would ever wear something or do something she doesn't want. And she also has the power in that room to do it. But for a lot of models and for people who don't, who are trying to build their book or want to be involved with a creative who they find interesting or they think it's an opportunity, they don't want to say something because it's uncomfortable because they don't want to lose the opportunity. And that is where the person in the room who has the power, whether it's the designer or the photographer or the magazine, they need to check in on the model or whoever's wearing stuff to make sure that they're okay. That I do believe is your responsibility. And it will also serve you well later on personally, because A, then you have other people in the room who can say, hey, I know so-and-so asked this model if they were comfortable and they said that they were. I'm not sure what else we could do if we're asking someone if they're comfortable and they say they're comfortable and now they say they're not. Well, I was there and I watched this and they were checked in on and we asked, what else can we do? I'm not saying that that doesn't mean that you can still do something that makes you uncomfortable, but it at least it's not a he said, she said, or they said situation. It is now there were people here, people checked in. Unfortunately, it still didn't meet everyone's ex expectations, but we all tried to have it meet the expectations. And again, nothing is 100% foolproof, but there are things you can do to try and mediate the risk mm -hmm. for yeah. everyone. This is not just about, oh, creatives, make sure you always ask your model how you're doing. This is also about the models being able to be autonomous and have a voice and say, this I'm not comfortable with, and I'm not going to feel pressured to do it because you're so-and-so and your magazine might get me seen. You have to be able to have that space and to feel comfortable in that environment where you can say like, hey, do you mind if we don't pull my top down this low or if we don't do lighting this way or if that shot's not quite this way? And and I feel like, again, if it was a place in this industry where models felt like they had a voice, it would be better. I feel like, unfortunately, models get marginalized quite a bit as sort of just being cattle. Yeah, a lot of artists and people in general struggle with advocating for themselves. What advice would you give somebody that's just starting out, trying to get any opportunity they can to get their work out there to toe that line. It's a difficult one because I, I'm certainly not, you know, top tier of the top, top list, but I am enough of there where I have a bit of the ability to say no. And I think that in and of itself is its own kind of power to be able to say no. I think when you're starting off, you feel like you have less of that power because 
well, if I say no, I might not get another opportunity, much like what we were just talking about. And so a lot of times people just say yes to everything because they think, well, the more things I do, one of them's got to pan out and got to work out. Sure, if you're playing the lottery, those sorts of numbers can work in your favor. When you're working in fashion or in art or in creative things, if you're working on too many things, hoping that one thing will work out, what it's going to do is A, give you burnout, B, it's going to not allow you to give your best work to any particular project because you've got six different things going on. And it's also going to open up yourself to being given the perception by people in this industry that you'll just say yes to anything. So I think that you do need to curate your yeses. And what I mean by that is don't say yes to everything. But also, if you do say yes to something... Be sure that what you are agreeing to is first and foremost something that you can provide and really show up with because the worst thing you can do is say yes to a project and have it actually be a good team, a bunch of people who are nice and cordial and good, and then you show up with something that's not the best standard because what that will do is this industry is small. And I found this out myself by being so vocal, unfortunately, is that this industry is small and that people will talk whether they like you or they don't like you or they think you're talented or not talented. And if you garner a reputation for not showing up with the work, and that's not because you're not good at it, it's just because you've spread yourself out too thin or whatever it is, those opportunities will come less and less because people will be like, why do I want to take the time and then find out I'm going to get something that's not quite what I wanted. The opposite of that, though, is that you do need to be assertive and own your worth when you walk into the room. Again, be aware, most importantly, that they've come to you generally. I mean, there are times, like I said, where I will reach out to someone and say, hey, if you'd ever like to work together, I'd love to create something for you. And those have worked out in my favor, too. But there are other times, where, and the majority of times it's going to be people reaching out to you. But own that. Use that to your advantage of like, hey, you've reached out to me. Obviously, I have something you want. So I have all the right in the world to ask for what I need to make this worthwhile for me. As we're wrapping up today, one of the questions I had for you towards the end is based on what just happened with the Iris Van Herpen situation, what will this change for you moving forward? Well, what I would say first off is, and again, I think this gets back to what I just said, which is standing up for yourself and being assertive can be a double-edged sword in this industry for sure, because there are certain people who do not want to work with people who will stand up for themselves. They want someone who is easy to manipulate and to take advantage of. So I do believe, and this is truthful, that I think my being vocal about the Iris thing in specific and being as vocal as I have been, it will probably take away certain opportunities for me that I might have gotten because people will be like, well, is he going to do this to someone else, you know, if it doesn't go right? And what I would say to that is you can look at my record and see that I've worked with plenty of people and never done or said anything negative about anyone this is the first time it's not like i go out there and publicly blast people across the board but this needed to be said because it was uncool and not all right and if that means that i get less opportunities i'm willing to take that because i think that people that understand why i did it and hopefully have empathy towards it those are the people who i'd want to work with anyway mm-hmm. But what do I hope that it does? I hope that whether it's for Iris or for anybody, I hope that this will maybe in some small way, and I have, you know, it really depends on how many people even know what I'm saying is being said, you know, how often, how how broad it gets spread as something that's being said. 
hopefully it will change the industry of people the way that they treat quote unquote smaller creatives mm -hmm. um, for their larger creative brand if it allows a young person or not even a young person but just an artist in general to go into an agreement going forward to say hey i listened to that thing that lance said about it and i should make sure that i have these things in writing and that i'm very clear and that i don't accept something just because it's a you know a great opportunity with a big designer but that i need to make sure that uh i'm getting what i need out of it and if they can't agree to that even if it's a big opportunity will it be more of a headache going in i hope that my my way of doing it and my advice can help somebody down the road to maybe not have that same experience. I mean, I've had quite a few people write to me telling me that they've had the same sorts of experiences with other people. And it was nice to hear someone talk about it. I hope that that is being beneficial to, to everyone out there. For me personally, how will it change things going forward? Like I said, I mean, I've had a couple opportunities even with just this recent fashion week coming up where I had inquiries of people wanting to use my work and I had to be super assertive from the beginning of would love to do some design work for you, would love to create this. However, I can't even agree to any of that until you can agree to what my terms are and we have it in writing. And unfortunately, in this industry, the reaction to that for most people is, well, don't you know, like, we're good for it? Like, of course, we would treat you well. I'm like, great. Then if you say you will treat me well, there is no reason why you won't put it in writing. The interactions that I had with Iris and her team before and after they received the work in hand and therefore had control of the work was night and day. And that's what I can say about that was, it was grand and lovely and everything was kind and everything was wonderful. And then once the work was there, it was as if I was an intern. Mm -hmm. uh, and I made this very clear to them because they have lovely interns at Iris Van Herpen, by the way. They're lovely. They were all very sweet. I got to hang out with a bunch of them and they were very kind. But I made it very clear to her and her team that I was not an intern. I was an artist that you came up to who you wanted to use their work. And I would say that, you know, that that's something I've learned too, is to be able to hold myself in the same esteem that I hold the people that I work with. Because I don't say earned, earned is a weird word because there are a lot of things in my life that I've gotten just by easy access of gender and skin color and place of origin and all those things. So I understand earned is a weird word. But I do believe that through artistry that I have earned a certain amount of pride in what I do and that I am able to say, look, I know what I do and I know the quality of it. And that you're not going to get something that's hot glued together or looks like crap when you get it up close. And so by that, I want to work with people who uh, view me in that same way and not as just some journeyman that they can manipulate later because I, I won't do it you know i will continue to create and make my own work and i hope that that gets me more opportunities coming forward i actually have something cool hopefully coming up in this next year they're doing a retrospective of great moments on the catwalk on the on the runway of the last 20 years and it's being presented at kensington palace in london where Princess Diana lived and all these sorts of things. And they actually want to showcase one of the masks that I made for Lady Gaga, a specific one that I don't want to, you guys will know about later. But so that's super exciting to have that up there coming up and some other stuff. And I'm working with a college out here that might be helping me create my first 3D printed mask that I've designed. And I'm going to be 
uh, speaking there and doing some stuff. So there's good things in the work. And I have, you know, a couple projects with friends of mine in LA that are going to be very cool doing something based on the alien, like Giger's alien with a friend of mine oh, who is amazing. That's awesome. So I've got some stuff going on that's exciting. And then, you know, hopefully the more work I put out there the same way, like any artist, present your best work. That's the only thing that you can really do to get people to notice you. You can sit there and say I'm fabulous and you can sit there and go to parties and try and, you know, mingle in that way. But the best way that you can get people to really see your work and want to work with you is to show them great work. So this next year, I plan to make some really cool stuff. And I hope that people will continue to be interested and want to see my work. And that's all I can ask for. Well, we certainly are interested in seeing your work and we appreciate this very important and ongoing conversation about not just protecting yourself as an artist, but consent with models, which is a huge topic that I, I feel is important that we touched on today. And uh, thanks for your words on advocacy, being a voice for these artists that might feel scared to come out and say the things that you have instead of just saying, oh, you know what, I'm just going to act like it's fine and and shove it under the rug and, and move on and just be mad about it. Thanks for being that voice for for these artists. And, and once again, we just appreciate you coming back on, Lance. Let me, let me leave with one last thing, which is let me just be clear. It's not easy to say these things out loud. I doubted whether I should do it, whether I should talk about these things publicly or not in a real way, because it was like, it's scary, you know? And again, I, mm. I don't want to, I'm never going to name any names. It's not my place to ever put anybody out there, but I have talked with multiple artists who have worked with, I'm not going to name any names, but have worked with people who I've talked about recently who have very similar situations and stories that I do. And they are like, but I could never talk about these things publicly. I just don't have the ability to bring these things up. I'm not a vocal person. The less people who talk about this, the less, it, that's why people feel they can get away with it because mm -hmm. no one will bring it up. Mm -hmm. People are too scared to bring it up. They don't want to be blacklisted. They don't want to be that guy or that girl who's like problematic and always is bringing stuff up. Advocating for yourself is not problematic. It's not like I went in there and said, I need to have caviar on the table and da 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 da. And, you know, all the w walls have to be perfectly peach white and I need to have calla lilies in every room. I ask for very basic things. When you ask for basic things and you're not given those things, you have every right to say, hey, I fulfilled my obligation and this person did not. And people should be aware of it because if you work with this person, make sure you get things in writing. And I don't feel great about it. I wish it would have gone the other way. I wish the situation had been wonderful and that people knew I'd made the pieces and that I didn't have to fight with Vogue about making sure that I get a credit when they print my work or Women's Wear Daily when they print my work, which I've had to do. You can't understand how devastating it is for an artist who does fashion to have your work in Harper's or Vogue or Women's Wear Daily where it's not just like a little thing, but they're like, it's a photo shoot with your work and to not have your credits put into it because they don't know your credits. Mm. That's it. It's not an easy thing to do. Anyone who thinks it was easy for me to do it, you're wrong. Um, I hope that it pays off in the long run, not just for me, but for other people. And I hope that it inspires other people to stand up for themselves. Regardless of all the other stuff going on with it, I do admire Newsy Cuero for standing up for himself when it came to the Beyonce thing. I think that takes a lot from anybody to come out and say, hey, I've not been paid for my work and I've not been credited right. And I think more people need to be able to do that and more people need to 
to listen to it. Yeah, we appreciate your vulnerability. Thanks for taking the chance to to step out there and say I'm going to be the voice for people who might be too scared to do that. Guys, stay tuned with What's Up Grimes. We'll be back later this week for more content. Bye.